Good evening. And if you're just tuning in, you are listening live to United Public Radio Network, also known as UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 out in New Orleans, Louisiana. I want to give a huge shout out to Joe Montaldo, who is the owner of United Public Radio Network, or I'll just say UPRN. Uh, he has some great programs of his own on the network, such as UFO Undercover and the Gray Zone Uncensored with our lovely Michelle Desrochers. Uh, big announcement, ladies and gentlemen. I just found out before the show. This is huge for our network. We are going to be starting on Roku by the end of next week. So on TV, we will then in the next few months be heading over to Amazon TV. We will be going to um, uh, Apple TV, you name it. So it's huge for the network. So watch for that. So not only will you be able to watch on some of the apps or listen, you'll be able to watch on some of your amazing streaming devices as well. So stay tuned for that. Now a little bit about my show. I had to make that announcement. I was so excited. I just found out. I'm your host, Laura Lee Potvin of the Angel Rock. I'm a Canadian clairvoyant medium. I'm also Crystal Reiki energy healer, Akashic Records practitioner, a spiritual teacher and mentor, a little bit of a truth seeker, and I'm also a registered nurse. Now my show, I cover all aspects of the esoteric and spirituality with a paranormal thrown in there and I feature people from all all acts of life I guess here ways of life whether what they're doing professionally or or extracurricularly they're making a positive change for humanity for humanity now tonight's guest has been on my show uh was well over a year ago I believe but I'm gonna refresh hit your memories with his bio here his name is George Lunsford and he's done many jobs from being a maintenance man to making explosives for the government that's the US government. He was also an actor for many years doing indie feature films, commercials, book trailers, public service videos, and even a music video for the Sleep Canyon Rangers called Longshot. George's life was changed when he was a young man. He, his great grandmother passed away and her spirit visited him one night sitting on the foot of his bed. She looked at him and said, I love you, said goodbye and disappeared. He wanted to believe it was just a dream, but could smell her scent in his room. George attended a haunted high school. In his early 20s, he had a near-death experience from pneumonia. He saw his own body in the bed, and a lady that had died in that hospital room stood there talking to him. He saw the angel of death as he opened a portal of bright light. The spirit that was talking to him told him, it's not your time. He laid back down and woke up to alarms going off and nurses bursting into the hospital room. George also had encounters in the Bermuda Triangle, a UFO in the middle of the ocean, and many other events. George has always been interested in paranormal, cryptid creatures, and Bigfoot, and has done a lot of research throughout his lifetime. George wrote legends, myths, monsters and ghost series because he wanted to share the stories he's heard and research from all over the u.s on um, sorry all over the u.s and within the world he wants people to know that there is so much out in the world um rather than what we just see in the little bubble that we live in when um sorry when we were young the older people would pass these stories down and we would go out and try to see if they were real he hopes that sharing these stories will give everyone an adventure to go on George, being an old sailor, has had many adventures both at sea and on land. So welcome, George. That's quite the bio. Sorry, there was a few typos. That was from a couple of years ago. So I'm trying to correct it as I'm reading it. Welcome. 
Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Hang on, I got to put my com- very well. You did oh. very well. Well, thank you. Give me a second. Put my computer down. I keep it here <laughs> so I don't have to put glasses on. That scourge, I thought I escaped at 40 with the bifocals. It hit me at 50. So <laughs> Trifocals. Oh, <laughs> so I was talking to you a little bit before when we went on air. You've got this book that um, you said you've, you've sort of covered all the states um, looking at cryptids and haunted, haunted things that have happened, haunted locations, which we're going to get into. But yeah. you also covered H.H. Holmes, the serial killer. Now, is that something new in that book? Because I don't think we talked about that the last time. It was in the, it was in one of the other books, but like I mm-hmm. said, I took all four of the books, mm-hmm. I condensed them into one book. I added over a hundred more stories. Added two more of the Indian tribes, the Hopi and the Shoshone, oh, which God. are fantastic stories. The mm-hmm. Hopi is extremely fun to read. Mm-hmm. But yeah, H.H. Holmes was up in the uh, Midwest edition. You have to tell people that are listening because you got to remember there's not just paranormal people listening. We got people from all over the world listening. So, who is H. 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 Holmes for people listening, H. and why is it significant? H. H. Holmes was a really odd kind of guy. He was a serial killer. Matter of fact, he conned his way into uh, a pharmacy, and then he conned his way into buying more property across from the pharmacy in Chicago, where he built a hotel made to kill people he used five different contractors so no contractor knew what was going on Mm -hmm. and he built this hotel and he they that was the same time as the world fair in chicago so he had all the rooms stayed booked all the time Mm -hmm. and he had trap doors he had gas going into them he had a a torture basement he had all this stuff set up just to kill people but the funny thing about H.H. H. Holmes was when they arrested him, they didn't get him for killing people initially. He escaped Chicago and made it down to Texas. Mm-hmm. And in Texas, he got arrested for a horse deal. Oh, wow. <laughs> so while well, he then got they found caught. Out about the murders. So was there a movie made about him? Is it The Little Shop of Horrors? Or, or I'm trying to, Johnny Depp. I know there was kind of like a musical, but Johnny Depp, or is that a different different type that's of a diff- that was the bar that was the uh, bar- barber that was a serial killer he yeah, would actually kill them and drop them into a a meat grinder inside the basement and then he'd feed people the, the human food you know what that is so horrific but you know what there's people that do that to this day i mean when we just oh, yeah. see that series dahmer with um jeffrey dahmer which i know he didn't drop it into food but he did well he ed again was worse than dahmer was he was the one that they based uh, Psycho, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and oh, God. another guy after Ed Ginn was. He was a sick puppy. There's a lot out there, because that's why I had asked you, because I know you were on my partner, the Dell, who's here on Thursday nights with his show, The Delicious Recipe, not a cooking show. I forgot to tell you that. And you said, <laughs> hey, I don't talk about cooking when I connected the two of you. I forgot to tell you. I think we still ended up talking about some cooking anyway, because of food. <laughs> yeah. Well, but he was a cool of- guy. I liked him. He's kind of a jack of all trades, right? Like now he's... Mm-hmm. Um, 
he did get into welding. He's an iron worker. Then he kind of got out of iron working. He's built houses. He was looking at his butcher apprentice and he wasn't happy with where he was. So now I think he's getting back into welding. So he's done, and he's got chef's papers. He's done environmental engineering. He's done all kinds of stuff. So prospecting. He's he's pretty cool. I liked him. He was fun to talk to. He's actually fun to talk to off air too, because he's got quite the, um, we don't always agree on, on most topics and I'm a lot more open-minded than he is. So we get into quite the interesting conversations off air too. <laughs> but the reason I would why like I to be in on that one time, I'd love to hear that. Would you? Well, he likes. He, oh he yeah. Would you talk. on one side, him on the other? That'd be fun. <laughs> well, he listens to different things than I do. And he, watches different things for example because the reason i brought it up i was going to mention about the serial killing that he had mentioned it and i said oh i didn't know he had that in his books we'll have to talk about that tonight but um where was i going with this now i'm losing my mind here as i'm talking ahead. <laughs> but um i know you said you'd like to be on one side that's what it was i knew it would come to me on one side of us or the other to hear it but one night i'm usually creating I, I like to do that. I'm constantly making something, working with uh, liquid plastics like resin and, you know, painting and all kinds of stuff. So I can't sit still. So I'm usually, it's an open concept and he's always watching different documentaries. And so I can hear it. And one night I was doing something and I heard this documentary and I went, holy cow, I got to see more about this. This looks interesting. So I sit down. And it's this guy happens to be from Canada. It wasn't a Canadian podcast. He was he was at a conference and he was talking He was a lawyer that he had met his spirit guide on the street in the homeless man. I'm going, holy cow. So I'm listening, listening, listen to the whole hour and a half to our presentation. I thought I got to get a hold of this guy, see if I can have him on my show. So I'm looking for him, looking for him, looking for him. I look for him on Facebook. He was on my friends list and I didn't even know it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've got a lot of people on social media, right? When you've been on TV and stuff, like a lot of people. Oh, hi, Raymond. Welcome. Raymond Newsome. I just saw you there. Welcome. Glad to have you here. So when you got a lot of people on there, they seem to have a lot of friends, right? And you're in the same interests and what. Plus, I always figure... There's the block button if you have to. Luckily, I don't have to use that very often. But (laughs) (laughs) So the reason I brought it up, because, you know, the more and more you look into this, because I had seriously at one time thought about doing a podcast with True Crime, but there is so much work involved with that. But the more you look, holy cow, like, and I do want to send my deepest empathy condolences love healing and prayers to the family and friends of those four uh, college students in Idaho right now. It's terrible. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. But what I was going to say is like, you get all these internet sleuths out there. It's amazing what internet sleuths can come up with, but just the dots that they were trying to connect with crime around there, and you see this and you go, holy cow, and then please keep saying they're not related. Like just a small area like that, the amount of unsolved murders and crimes. So, and it's everywhere. That place isn't unique, right? Right. Right. 
it's happening all over the country and it's getting more, more and more every day. Well, yeah. Well, Raymond says so I actually went to school with a uh, serial killer. Really? Well, actually, so did I. So did I. No, did. Oh, so I'm going to ask you did you have any indication that there was something off about this individual? He, well, we were real young. So he was a little different because of his bad family life. Mm hmm. But uh, I never would have suspected serial killer, though. I mean, he's his name is Leslie Warren, mm -hmm. and then killer. Mm -hmm. And the first person he killed, he buried in the backyard of the house. Nothing like keeping your work close to home. And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be sarcastic oh, yeah, here, but <laughs> God. Well, I will tell you, the guy that we I went to school with was a serial rapist and he was only caught for one crime but i believe there's more oh raymond says he knows that name leslie warren he just said in his comments here i'll read your comment in just a minute raymond about ed Gein. this individual was a horrible 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 kid like awful like he knew even hormonally there was something off with him like eight years old like i think he failed a year but had horrific acne at like nine and like you could see with her puberty very, very young. He was yeah. terrific. And I used to get him, the teacher would always put him with me, I guess, cause I was, believe it or not, very quiet as a young child and well-behaved <laughs> back then. And, and I, I used to hate that they'd always put him with me cause he was mean. Like he stole from me and I know he did. Um, he would hurt people like he just was an awful 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 individual and the weirdest part was as i grew up i was in my early 20s my best friend and i lived in a house we rented a house that was her boyfriend's house at the time next door to us this guy's parents lived next door to us nicest people you ever met on the planet so there you go. I believe it. I believe it. Mm -hmm. Leslie was a quiet kid. He mm -hmm. really didn't. He got in trouble and stuff at school, but nothing major. I mean, he, he left my high school and went to a different high school because mm -hmm. he had problems at ours. So he went to a different high school, which was the same high school most of my cousins went to. And uh, he just, I guess he just snapped finally. That's all I can figure. Well, you know what, though, when you're seeing these things, like, again, and that this really, really bothered me because it was made international news with was with uh, Liberty German and Abigail Miller, those two little girls that that were murdered and yeah. it took forever to catch them. Now, the guy that they caught. Right. And I know you'd be aware of this, but what I'm saying for people listening is they believe he was 44 years old when he committed this crime. And, you know, you listen to psychologists and people that work in this field with the mind part of it, if you will, that cr commit these horrific crimes. And they don't they don't usually just wake up at the age of 44 and decide they're going to do something horrific. Oh, like no, that, no, right? it, it builds up. Mm -hmm. So I have a feeling again, I guess we'll see where this goes. But, you know, I think what people don't realize is that things TV is not real life. Even reality TV is not reality. It's scripted. 
<laughs> well, you know, I don't have to tell you, you with you having done some <laughs> acting. But, you know, what I'm seeing is these people, like, don't get me wrong, as a family member, yeah, absolutely. I could see you saying, why is it taking so long that you get other people out there that have nothing to do with this? And, well, you should be able to do this and this and this and this. It's like the technology doesn't even exist. No. Actually, when I was watching, it came up on my phone before we got started. I promise we're not going to talk about this all night long. But um, <laughs> there was, um, it, we have a something here in Canada called the Fifth Estate. It's kind of like investigative journalism. And I don't, I would have probably been in my late teens when this happened, but there was two unsolved um, RAPEs, because I'm not sure if you can say that on um, YouTube or not, and murders of two women. They didn't even know they were related until DNA technology started coming in. And then they realized this. But how he was just caught at this guy that committed the murders 37 years ago, like last week. And I could not believe where he was caught. Like this place where he was, they tracked this guy down. And he was never on the cops' radar. They used the same technology they used to catch the Golden Gate killer. So they yeah. went through familial DNA, which is a new development. He was caught in this little, tiny, tiny, tiny northern community. Because these murders were committed in Toronto, in southern Ontario, in Canada. Mm -hmm. he, this little community is called Moosonee. And it is in northern Ontario, like we're talking way up north, because I'm in Ontario as well. And like maybe a couple thousand people. Like, what are the chances, right? But I guess now with the new technology out there, right? They can catch mm -hmm. people. Yeah. They're 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 advancing pretty quick now. Thank God. Different different technologies and DNA and all that other stuff is really it's jumped up our quite a bit in the last few years. I'm going to give you a question to, and I'm going to read Raymond's comments. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Do you think, because we are seeing that there's actually, and I'm not trying to say the world's a bad place because I still believe that good outweighs the evil. But we also know with the laws of energy that law can neither be, or sorry, energy can neither be created nor destroyed. It has to be transferred from one place to another. So where I'm going with this is, when we're seeing stuff like this with people that are living and then you're looking at the paranormal, do you think that energy has to go somewhere? Like, do you think that we're seeing it increase, never mind collectively around the world with what's been going on in the last couple of years? I think that there's more evil in the world than there ever has been. I think okay. that, I think that people's minds are, are getting warped because of all the social media, all the television and at an early age, people are, you know, when I was young, so when we, we were young, mm -hmm. we I'm not teenager too. Mm -hmm. No. Are you, are you, are you? I'm 57. Okay. You're about, you're, I'm about 56. So. I knew we were both the same age. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when we were young, we had more to do. We didn't stay home and watch TV. We didn't play on games. We didn't, True. we were always out. It was always more of a community feeling than what we had when we were younger. And I think now everybody is so secluded and self self-absorbed and watching TV or playing video games or social media that 
they're missing that part of the, that part of their brain is not being engaged. So there's more, it's about me. So if you did something bad to me, they don't know there's a, there's a consequences to their actions. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's really a common, I think it's just a combination of things. I don't think that, uh, I don't think the, the paranormal is really paying into it at all. Because okay. they have the choice when they die, they're going to you know stay around or, or cross over. True. And you know, this is a medium that you can get them to cross over if you talk to them and get them to understand, okay, if you're dead. Yeah, but you still have the choice, right? There are That's people true. that you doesn't matter what you tell them. They're nope, no hell, no high water, no way I'm going across. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I am. But uh, I think that's what the issue is. I don't really think, and of course, I did read a big article the other day about the smartest kid in the world talking about how the CERN pushed us over into a different dimension, which mm-hmm. I guess that's possible too, because we are, there are multiple dimensions and we can be affected by the other ones. And the more mm-hmm. we break down those those curtains between the dimensions, it could cause more problems and the one you're in true well we could get into that but i wanted to ask you about different dimensions and stuff when it comes to cryptids but i don't want to forget in case i do i want to read some of raymond's comments because he's got some good ones here so first of all we're going to go back a little bit he said glad i could catch uh the show considering the mention of tcm i think it is i've got my glasses on sorry um he said i assume you're talking about ed gein which you were and then he said he knew the Leslie name, Leslie Warren, I believe he said. He said he knew that name. And yep. then as it relates to Abby and Libby, you are right, Raymond. The whole case in Indiana is currently under a judge's gag order. It is even for the family. But mind you, the family, I notice has been very compliant. And it's a good thing to see with law enforcement and what have you, because they want justice and rightfully so. And then... Oh, yeah. um, I- Okay. No, go ahead. I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> no, no, and and uh, the grandparents of Libby in particular have been quite out there quite a bit, but they've definitely complied. Like when the, I know um, when the probable cause was was not being released, they got a peti- somebody got a petition started, and they agreed that yes, we we don't want it revealed to the public if that's not what law enforcement wants. Raymond, you got a good point. Raymond says the next comment when I'd asked you what I did was there's more people in the world than ever, too. There is. That's true. Exactly right. So what I wanted to ask, you know, that's a big thing up my alley. But then again, near-death experiences, I've studied professionally and personally for 40 years. I believe I had one as a toddler, multiple dimensions, timelines, past lives. I get right into that kind of stuff. But I think, like I said, Raymond, you have a really good point. There's a lot more people than than there was ever before. Then we've got technology that is being messed with that we're possibly not being told what the real purpose of it is. Again, That's true. that goes down. Joe, you met Joe Montaldo. He used to, when I when he used to produce my show, he used to like to call me Conspiracy Princess. <laughs> <laughs> He said he knew another woman that that would get into these mysteries more than me. She was the queen. I was the princess. But there's that. 
but you know and i've heard this depending on what your school of thought is so i'd love to hear that what your thoughts are that when we get into things like bigfoot or dogmen or things like that there's been theories out there that they actually transition in and out of portals or different timelines or dimensions so what's been your experience with that what's your thoughts on it i personally believe that um i don't i don't i don't do the whole bigfoot crossing portals and stuff for me and it's in the book too i did my theory on it mm-hmm. to me bigfoot is the leftover of the giants when the uh like when the indians come over from asia across mm-hmm. the bridge they run into the white giants here in america and oh you're going right up my alley now yeah. <laughs> well the example one of the prime examples is when they found that cave over in the lovelock mm-hmm. they found a cave with the giant bones and shoes well, they took one of the shoes, one of the sandals, and the Bigfoot cast fit perfect. Wow. No, I have not heard that. Yeah. And uh, for me, I, I, I believe that Bigfoot is very physical. He is living in the caves. He's living in the woods. There's more sightings now because there is more people and less property for him to cross and not be seen. But just like here in Western North Carolina, everybody talks about, you know, there's a lot of people here and there's not much woods. Well, just in two of our national forests, we have over a million acres of unsettled mm-hmm. property. That's mm-hmm. just in two of them. That's mm-hmm. not counting all the other ones in the private property. So Bigfoot, I believe, is, like I said, he's a physical being. He's living in the woods. He's doing his thing, and he gets seen every now and then. Dogman, I think Dogman was a spe- is a species, but... It's, it's really hard to nail it down between dogman and werewolf because your werewolf, a werewolf is a cursed being that transforms into it. And mm-hmm. dogman, I think, is an actual species. I think it's a living, breathing creature, but there's, I think they were hunted to extinction. Interesting. Okay, now with Bigfoot, where I live. Now, Raymond, you said I'm just a few hours from you. I'm not sure if you're talking about me or you're talking about uh, George. Where I live, I'm about 35, 40 minutes away from the Minnesota border. I am pretty well smack dab in the middle of Canada on the shores of Lake Superior. It's called Thunder Bay, Ontario. It's in northwestern Ontario. And I'm about six and a half, seven hours north of Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are covered in trees woods you name it so oh george he said i'm in he's talking to you raymond says he's in eastern kentucky oh he is close he is close he said but what i was going to say is we like you're not going to see somebody reporting in our local newspaper that bigfoot you know scene or whatever but we do have some filmmakers we have a large first nations population ojibwe mostly oh yeah Oh, yeah, huge. And I will tell you that anybody that does paranormal, if they pass through this city, they cannot believe the crazy things. Never mind what we've lived through. We shared our story on uh, Paranormal Survivor on season four, episode nine called Demonic Hauntings. I know you knew that, but for new listeners, but anybody that's come through here that I have met has said that's in the paranormal has went, holy crap, the stuff you guys got. (laughs) 
Now, Dee McCauley, he's got Thunder Striker Films. He's been on my show before. He's a, a documentary filmmaker. He's filmed quite a bit of the haunted locations here and stuff. He's done stuff wow. on UFOs because we do get quite a few UFO sightings and stuff. Oh, yeah. And, and Bigfoot. So, but you know what's bigger with the First Nations people? I'd love to hear if you've seen this yourself, looking at some of these tribes, is the little people. Now, have you heard much about that? It seems like every tribe has the little people. Every, oh, every yeah. one I've looked in, mm-hmm. every, I mean, I looked in all of them, but the biggest one for us, for, for me, I should say, is the Cherokee and the little people. Ooh. You can't hardly get people to talk about them. I, I talked to some of the elders in Cherokee, and they're like, mm-hmm. nope, mm-hmm. they won't talk about them. But they actually, when they did uh, some of the renovations in Cherokee, now I don't know if this is true, but I was told that they found the bones of some little people in some tunnels when they was doing some excavation. I there. believe that. I believe oh, yeah. that. Me too. I, I think there's a lot more out there in the world than people have a clue of. Oh, my gosh. My friend Augie Nost has three videos I share with people all the time. Strange things found on the moon, strange things found on Mars, and strange things found on Earth. That's not the exact titles of them. But um, he will tell you where he's got them how he got them, what longitude and latitude, like say with the moon, where it was found. He'll give you a grid to show you what the measurements are. There is, well, I'm getting goosebumps even telling you it. He has a shot of a humanoid looking person, no space gear, nothing, supposedly taken on Mars, just like walking along, you know, like nothing, like breathing the atmosphere. So go figure. And he's not the type that would just post anything up there because for the sake of posting it, like he, he's a pretty smart guy and he would do the research before he'd share it. He has pictures of little bones and then there's mm-hmm. almost like, um, I've seen pictures of almost from Lord of the Rings, like the Hobbit bones of like a small individual with very, very large feet. They found those in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I read about that. Okay, so let's go back to Bigfoot for a sec here. Okay, so, <laughs> no, but I, I like having this conversation because I don't have an opinion one way or the other. Because, again, I told you, Del and I have conversations off air. And uh-huh. he feels, this. his thoughts are, because I always say, well, why are there no bones from Bigfoot? Like, why are people not finding dead Bigfoot? Okay. When, when they come, when the Indians come over and found the white giants, okay, now there mm-hmm. was giants all over the world. And the oh, definition yeah. of a giant is anyone over seven feet tall. Well, so, we're getting pretty close with some basketball yeah, players. <laughs> I mean, you've got basketball players that are over seven foot tall. Shaq mm-hmm. was over seven foot tall. Andre the Giant yeah. was over seven foot tall. Mm-hmm. So we know there's still giants around. And some were, you know, didn't get to have the... Uh, advantage of being civilized like the rest of us <laughs> Although and when they became civilized they lost the hair when they became civilized <laughs> they lost all the hair <laughs> well with that, here, here's you want to think about when they okay. found the little boy that was raised by the wolves yep he was fair he had more hair on his body than he should have had because okay. your body's going to naturally adapt to your surroundings true so you'll grow more hair to keep yourself warm in the wintertime and warm in the nighttime. And I think that's, that's what happened. They, some of them de-evolved, and that's how you got Bigfoot. 
Okay, so what about that story during the Gulf War? Have you seen the interview with, um, I want to say Green Berets, I think it was, it was um, part of your military over in Afghanistan. The middle, Afghanistan, thank you. What, have I got the right right part of the military? And I please excuse me if I got uh, the wrong. I think they were, they were the Special Hawks? Forces or SEALs. I don't remember now. Okay, yeah. Okay, so for people that haven't heard that story, do you want to tell it? You'll probably do it better, better justice than I will. But this is recent. Well, what, recent. what was said is that um, there was a patrol had went missing. So mm -hmm. they sent the special forces or SEALs or somebody. I can't remember which one it was. Either. I think it's special forces. They sent mm -hmm. them out to investigate where they had been missing. And they knew the location, but they didn't. they couldn't get a hold of them. They, they went in, airdropped them in, and they was following the coordinates. They went up a goat trail mm -hmm. up in the mountains in Afghanistan. As they come around the corner of the goat trail, they seen a cave. And in front of the cave was a bunch of uh, broken equipment and just all kinds of like they'd been yeah, a major pieces. battle or something there. Yeah, pieces of their uniforms, apparently, yeah, and stuff uniformed, like that. Right? Uh, mm -hmm. communications equipment and everything. And they mm -hmm. went over to investigate that. And when they did, one of the uh, soldiers come around a little bit higher up to the closer to the cave. And this giant run out, a redheaded, yeah. big, huge guy with a uh, spear and stabbed him. Literally picked him. him up off the ground on the end of the spear. And they opened fire. And when they opened fire, they realized they wasn't doing a lot of damage because he was still trying to fight them. Mm -hmm. So they started concentrating all their fire on his face and head. And mm -hmm. finally he went down. Mm -hmm. When he went down, they went over and they finished him off. But yeah, they come in with uh, Chinook aircraft and removed the giant. And uh, that's the last time I ever heard of it. Yeah, but then I w followed that up a little bit because I wanted to know, okay, so what happened? So apparently when they went back, they were asked to write a report. I'm sure you know this yourself. And they were told to go back and rewrite it again. They kept being told that they could not put the giant in there and they yep. never saw the giant again. They weren't allowed to talk about the giant or right. anything like that. Under, under threat of court martial. Absolutely. Yeah. So, this happened this was in the 2000s i know that for sure but the more research because somebody on one of my shows because every now and then i'll just have like a chit chat show with myself if i you know guest cancels or something and people had to ask about giants now the more i looked it, a lot of them that people have seen like that's not the only report other people have oh, seen no. yeah but red hair why the red hair i don't know it's prevalent in a lot of the sightings it really is Mm -hmm. uh, there was a sighting, I'm trying to remember, on the tip of my head a while ago. But he had red hair and it, it had come out of a, out of another cave. And it was somewhere over in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. And grabbed the person off of a camel. Threw him into the side know. of the thing and they found the bones had been gnawed on. Oh, dear God. Well, I guess the giants got to eat too. But then, yeah. like I said, Dell watches lots of documentaries. And um, my moderator from my paranormal university group on Facebook, she's from Sardinia. I, she met me. She saw our paranormal episode. And I only 
talked to two people that have ever contacted me and she's very gifted, uh, clairvoyant and medium and stuff like that. Um, anyways, the reason why I mention it, she's over in Sardinia, Italy. We had just watched a documentary on the giant tombs, the giant bones, same things happening all around the world. Every time mm -hmm. somebody finds some evidence, the government shows up, doesn't matter what country, removes the evidence. And, it, no, and when I asked her about it, she goes, yeah, I think I heard something about that. I go, what do you mean you heard something about it? Like your places, you could walk it in four hours. Like, what do you mean? And she said, well, we're not, nobody's even allowed to go near it, the giant tombs mm -hmm. anymore. And what happened in Crimea too. Okay, I have to refresh my memory. I just read an article that uh, that they had sightings in Crimea, and the government come in and restricted everybody from going to that area anymore. Shut the area down. Would not allow any people to go there. Why do you think that is, though? Like, I've got so many questions. I've got that kind of mind, though, right? Like, why the red hair? And it's not all in the Middle East, as there was a lot I was reading in Northern Europe, um, like, especially mm -hmm. in the British Isles. Um, nothing I'd really seen over here in North America so much, but they all have red hair, and they're giants. Like, they're not just seven feet tall. Like, we're talking 12, yeah. 15, 20 feet high. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't understand it. Uh, but the government, all every government always keeps stuff like this secret. They want you to believe that we are the top of the food chain. We are the ones that makes the decisions. Nothing out there is worse than we are. They don't believe they, they kept UFOs from us for years and years and years and years. And now they're finally going, well, okay. Yeah, there is UFOs. You guys caught us, you know, but it's, I don't know why they keep all this stuff. I mean, even say Bigfoot, for example, they know about Bigfoot. I've actually seen the paperwork that they passed out to uh, uh -huh. the mountain uh, recon and stuff when they were training out in Oregon and Washington, tell them, Hey, if you encounter this creature, leave it alone. Here's what you got to do. And it tells how to handle being around Bigfoot when you're working. Wow. I just want to read uh, Michelle. Good day from Australia. Michelle, glad to have you here. She goes, there was a giant at some Asian leader's funeral. Not sure if you have mentioned that. We haven't. I hadn't heard of that. Have you? Mm -mm. Michelle, we're going to have to get more info from you about this because I have not heard about that one. Michelle, a lot. my new book is coming out next year. I actually have an encounter with a Bigfoot creature in Australia. Do you? I do. It and was what, they're not called. They're not called Bigfoot over there, though. No, I don't remember I, what it's called. It's uh, something the Aborigines called. It. I don't remember what it was right off. Michelle, hand. Michelle, tell us. I tell you yet. Oh, Michelle goes. Oh wow! So she'll probably she'll find the name or she'll tell us. I'm sure she will. Yowie. <laughs> yes, that's what they are. Yowies. Yowies that's it. Yeah. 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 Thanks, Michelle. And then Raymond. You're says, awesome. I appreciate it. Oh, she's awesome. Everybody here is awesome, our little family. And I should remind people, I always forget, if you're listening live and you want to come join the chat and we can see your comments, please come over to the UFO Paranormal Radio Facebook page or to our YouTube channel uh, under the same name because then I can see the comments. Otherwise, I can't see them if you're on my Facebook um, profile or any of the other pages <laughs> we are on. I don't know why, but that happens. This was funny. Raymond goes... When we're talking about the Giants, it goes, think they would be interested in playing basketball. 
I used to love to play basketball before I hurt my back. I almost played college women's basketball. I was really into basketball because I'm not short. I'm uh, probably about five, nine and a half. So I'm not super tall, but I'm not super short for a woman either. So there you go. <laughs> I was never a good basketball player. No? Oh, I'm six I six foot tall, but I stunk at basketball. I was more of the... Let's run the obstacle courses and push-ups. And I was ah. a military guy, 100%. No, I was, Del always teases me when I bring this up, but I was the only girl in high school that was allowed to play with the boys. And the reason why was, well, no, the reason why was, the rule was, you're going to play with the boys. You're not playing as a girl. So you know, because basketball is very physical. It can be. It's not supposed to be, but it can be. So you knock me down. I don't want none of this crap of, oh, I'm so sorry. Can I? No, carry on. Let's play. Let's play. Yep. So we did. Mm -hmm. I love sports. I used to play lots before I hurt my back. <laughs> so, me too, but I got fat. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've had to watch my back all these, or my weight all these years. So hurting it so i'm not a small girl but i'm not like i said i've had to really watch what i eat and stuff because uh you know 10 pounds makes a big difference on your back if you got a bad back so oh yeah so i wanted to ask you okay so we started with the we were talking about the bigfoot what i was going to mention and we started talking about something else see del and i have had this discussion like you said you wanted to be a fly in the wall when i started off with interesting conversations because i said why have they not found the bones of bigfoot like they should have like everything else and he said well maybe it's like i guess there was a certain species of elephant for hundreds of years they could never find the bones of the elephant and then i guess somewhere deep in the jungle or something some explorers were there and they found like an elephant graveyard thanks michelle i'll grab my computer and check it out and she sent me an article on this so we'll look at that in a sec about the giant okay. at the funeral so he said maybe it's like that with bigfoot maybe they go somewhere to die. And I said, well, what did they like teleport from North America over to Asia or? <laughs> uh, actually, I believe they bury their dead. Do you? I believe they retained enough of that tribal thing that they had before they had got split up and pushed into the caves. Yeah. I believe that they retained that. And that's one of the things they do. They, they keep an eye out. They keep themselves away from humans as much as possible because they remember that these are the humans are the ones that, you know, wiped, almost wiped us out. And I believe that oh. they maintain, uh, you know, certain aspects from the, the old life. Okay. So remote viewing, I'm sure you know what that is. Uh-huh. Okay. So now you can't get this interview anymore. Cause believe me, Dell wanted to see it. Cause we had quite the debate. Cause he really got into little people. I actually told him, God forbid, I ever thought I would ever have a conversation with you about Barry very folk but because he was getting into the little people he had some guy from um youtube that is in alaska that is one of the try like the aboriginal people up there and it's quite prevalent up there yes i i was gonna say inuit but i don't think he is inuit I, there was something another different type of tribe that was up there but There's he had about three or four different up there, so yes yeah, I, I, I was just about to say inuit and i stopped myself because i don't think it was inuit so anyways that's why we were talking about Bigfoot, but Connie Willis, uh, she had a show called Blue Talk, uh, Blue Rock Talk, and she used to work on a lot of news shows and stuff. She still has her program, but it's a paid podcast now. 
she got somebody, her name is, I want to say Lori Wilson. She does, is it Wilson? I, Johnson. It's this common name like that. She does uh, remote viewing. She's trained with Lynn uh, Buchanan, who was part of the military with the mm -hmm. remote viewing and what have you. She's been tested. She has an 85% accuracy rate with Bigfoot. She had no interest in Bigfoot whatsoever, but Connie is crazy about them and remote viewing. So I remember seeing the show, this is quite a few years back, and Lori interviewed a Bigfoot with, with remote viewing. And it was mind blowing to hear what she got. Like, cause she said, she described it cause I watched the interview afterwards and she said, I, I could smell this horrific smell. And I remember, you know, uh, within the mind's eye saying, oh my God, what's that smell? And as they got talking, she said it was a grandfather Bigfoot. He goes, well, we think you smell. <laughs> And um, she asked a lot of questions. So I won't give too much away, but it was interesting what she said, if she is indeed correct with what she, she picked up. And again, she had no interest in this subject whatsoever. She knew very little about Bigfoot. Well, that sounds so. pretty cool. Mm -hmm. that'd, be, that'd be a fun one to watch. I know. If I can ever find it. With it out being it, like I even went through the way back machine. I went everywhere trying to find this this interview because she at one time had a YouTube channel. It was and now from what if my memory serves me right, he what she was getting was interdimensional. But again, I don't know. Then you get the guy. What's it called? What is it? What's something to hunt for dinner or something? He's on YouTube. He's really arrogant. He's Canadian. And he interviews and gets letter. Well, not interviews, but he gets people sending in letters of meeting up with, you know, cryptids, Bigfoot particularly, sharing their stories. Now, there's people that have said they have actually killed a Bigfoot, not by choice. Like they've either hit it with a car or yeah. been hunting and, you know, and ended up it gets taken away is what every one of these stories says. Now, is there any truth yep. to it? I don't know, but... Mm -hmm. I've, I've heard it several times mm -hmm. about the, 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 the bodies disappearing. Because the paperwork they're talking... Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead. You're good. Go ahead. The paperwork you're talking about, okay, that you mentioned earlier about what to do about a Bigfoot, part uh, of what was on this, this channel is they were told... And this guy, through the letters he receives, I think his name is Steve. He, people were claiming that law enforcement has told them that there's always something within a two hours drive, like higher up, like CIA, FBI, FBI, depending on the country, that will come and remove these type of, you know, cryptids, if you will, that, that end up losing their lives. Now, we do well, it's have... It's like a men in black type thing then. We do have friends in law enforcement, so I know even Dell's asked them, like, do you guys know something like that? Like, is there a lot, is there a number or whatever? He's this person that we asked worked for SWAT and stuff, still works in the law enforcement where we live. Oh, he wow. says no, he says no, but then again, maybe he's not allowed to tell us, right? That could be true. He could be under a what they call a um. Crap, I can't remember what it's called now. I am in a terrible today with remember stuff. I can't remember uh, nothing. Uh, okay. Raymond says animal it's animal control. 
I hate to be the person coming. That was awesome. Um, Oh, wait. Oh, okay. So Michelle gave us a little bit more detail. I'm going to pull up the article right now, Michelle. She sent us about supposedly this giant that was at the funeral. So she said, think this giant was a North Korean at a North Korean leader's funeral. She found, she said she was trying to find it. So I know she found it. And then she was joking about Bigfoot. She goes, uh, yeah, we probably smell tasty to them. <laughs> and then she, <laughs> then she said, this giant supposedly at this leader's funeral, they call him a super soldier. That I will agree with. Have you seen the videos on the super soldier program out of Korea? I've seen back when they were, I seen the attack was the Italian, you know, where Mussolini was trying to breed uh, apes with humans. No, this is recent. This is uh, this is out of North. This is North Korea and Kim Young Jun, I guess. I I never say his name properly. He (laughs) he debuted them in a video uh, about a year and a half, two years ago. So you can find it if you look it up or I'll look it up. Or remind me, and I'll I'll send it to you because I know I have it. Okay. It, now they aren't necessarily overtly large, but the things that they can do and the type of things that damage they can take without being injured in any way—that was scary, 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 scary. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. Okay. Let me see, Michelle. I'm going to grab this right now. No, uh, Raymond says he's seen that video. Uh, but I know I haven't, so let's see. Okay, Michelle, I see it. Hang on, I'm going to pull it up right now. Good thing you got my computer here. Giant at Kim. <laughs> okay, so now is this senior that, so because this is junior, I was talking about Kim Jong-il. That's what his name is. She says, Giant at Kim Jong-il's funeral. Now, I'm wondering if this is the senior. I guess we'll find out. Probably is, because he had a big state's funeral. It says number two. So the second, oh well, yes, yeah. ooh. You know what he looks like? He's got, and I'm sorry, I can't post it because you guys won't be able to see it. So Raymond says his name is Ri Myung Hun, and he's seven foot nine. He look, yeah, I see the picture. He looks like what I would call as a registered nurse, and I can't diagnose people, but I've seen it as an acromegaly. So um, where the growth hormone grows gets. It just goes awry, like whether you get maybe a tumor in the pituitary gland or something. And we've all seen them. Um, they get very misshapen, usually heads and joints, and they grow mm-hmm. abnormally tall. That's what he looks like to me in this picture. So I can send it to you on Facebook here, uh, George. Okay. And let's see. Uh, not reply. Let me see if I can forward it. We have an interesting show tonight. I don't usually do links, but I appreciate this, Michelle. Thank you. But that's what he looks like to me um, with the way his face is. And I'd be very interesting to see what his joints look like because usually what happens with people like that very tragically is they don't live long in life because their hearts don't and lung capacity isn't built to stay up with that size of body, especially if you weren't born with those genetics, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because, yeah, because like if you're born and genetically you were always going to be that height, your organs are going to grow proportionately. 
versus when you grow in adulthood, that's usually when this happens, the heart doesn't grow anymore and neither does the lungs to the point where it can sustain body function, right? He's 55. Well, the well, pressure on the organs and the pressure on the joints would be mm -hmm. enormous. Well, yeah, Raymond says he's 55. Yeah, but it depends too. Like I said, I can't diagnose, but looking at him, but this type of syndrome can hit, it's rare, but it can, it can hit anywhere in life. Like you could be in, like he could have been in his mid forties and that happened or whatever it may be. And again, mm -hmm. I could be wrong, but I can just tell from looking at his face, like it doesn't, it doesn't look proportionate. Like when you looked at Shaq, the size that he was, he's not disproportionate. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he looks, his yeah. face looks like a normal face, whereas his is kind of misshapen. Like the, it has a particular look to it when you've got well, that problem. Even mm -hmm. Andre the Giant looked a little bit of misshapen. He has he that. He has. He yeah. well, that's the same thing. Acromegaly, gigantism, same thing. It's just acromegaly would be the medical term, gigantism. So there we go. Okay. So his and he didn't have compared to what most people have. Like some people usually there's the tallest man in the world right now. I believe he's either from the UK or Ukraine or uh, Russia. He has it, and you can tell they have a very yeah, distinctive he looks look. Weird. That's what it, well, arms, I didn't want to say that. His arms and his legs all look really mm -hmm. slender man thing going on there or something. Okay, Michelle, you have a great day. Thanks for popping in. I hope it's nice and warm over in Australia. It's freezing where we are. <laughs> it's summertime Bye. over there. <laughs> Glad you so, stopped in. And again, Raymond, like you said, he's 55. Maybe he doesn't have it. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But like I said, as George said, weird. I wasn't going to use that word, but they look very, <laughs> un I'm, I'm trying to be diplomatic here. They look very unusual versus like uh, a regular size face proportionate to your body size. I'll put it that way. I'm trying to be tactful here. <laughs> You're doing a fine job. I'm a straight talking person, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. You're the guest. You can say whatever you like. I mean, my uh, head's pretty big, too, so I can't say much. <laughs> maybe a form of Marfan's. So Marfan syndrome. Well, as I understand with Marfan syndrome, it's more of a thing with cartilage and things like that. You can be usually quite tall and thin with that as well. A lot of health issues with that, too. So, again... He's a soldier, like Michelle had said, super soldier. So God knows what they might have given him, injected him with, because that could be also what it is, that it wasn't some stop dog that happened abnormally, that it could have been something that they, you know, caused him to grow oh, yeah. to be that size. So hard well, to say. I've been working on super soldier programs since World War One, all over the world, different nations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every so, nation. And then, mm -hmm. God, we're talking more conspiracy tonight than anything else. But I was going <laughs> to, I hate the word conspiracy. I like truth seeking. Well, but this really not conspiracy. It's fact. They've actually got the paperwork showing where they was going to breed uh, apes with humans to get a super soldier. Okay, so you, that that was Mussolini? you said yeah. that was Mussolini? That was a long yeah, they, time ago. It was either. It may have been Stalin. I don't remember. I think it, I'm, I'm leaning more towards Stalin because they didn't have enough men to fight 
So mm-hmm. they were trying to find a way to increase their numbers mm-hmm. for the front lines and stuff. And they thought, hey, you know, gorillas are pretty strong and intelligent. So mm-hmm. let's mix the DNA. And they had women that they tried to mix, uh, what was it, the ape into the women's eggs. And yeah. they don't think, any, I, I never seen anything that showed that anything lived out of it. Now, I have seen stuff, but is it conspiracy? I don't know. Is it mistruths? It's hard to say. But I have seen that there's been proposals of a few individuals that actually survived infancy or even just the pregnancy. Because you got to think about it. Our DNA is similar. It's not the same, but our DNA is, sim- is mm-hmm. similar to simian DNA. So I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) The world is full of a lot of weird, weird things. So let's get into some of your stories. You added a hundred different news stories. So what kind of things did you add? What have you found that strange, scary, unusual? Let's hear it all, George. Well, my favorite one, and I'll Mm -hmm. tell you that one first, was Blackbeard's ghost off the coast of North Carolina. Okay. Black, you, you know who Blackbeard is. Anybody who doesn't know Blackbeard, he was probably the most flamboyant, uh, wild pirate there ever was. With the puffy and shirt? He, used, <laughs> he, he did have puffy shirts. I know. And he uh, would light cannon fuses in his beard, and they'd be smoking, and he'd cow like the devil. And he was a psychological warfare genius. Ooh, and the true evil must, genius. He was, but what some something uh, it's in the book. Something about him that a lot of people don't know. If he was invading your ship to take all your good stuff, if you didn't fight, he didn't kill you. What was the reason for that? He said, "If you, as long as you're not resisting, they let him, he set them free." Wow. And well, he said our audio was gone. Tony Montana said our audio is gone. Oh. Raymond, can you still hear us? Because we can hear each other. I hope that you can hear us. Tony, if you can't hear or you're able to hear us or bits and pieces, if you head over to Facebook, maybe, or even my YouTube, it's back now. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Go back to what you were saying, George. I'm sorry. That's okay. No, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he would release prisoners. He, In some cases, he would set slaves free because he had robbed the slave ships. And some of them, he would sell the slaves. He was an opportunist. So, you know, whichever thing did better for him. And he was always very loyal to his men. He took care of his men. Like, the before he got captured, mm-hmm. he uh, they were actually having a party the night before on the mm-hmm. island. And he had brought in all kinds of alcohol and women for his men to celebrate. Take care another of another capture ship. So, mm-hmm. but the story goes on. It talks about how this—I won't say his name. I was—I have to read the book to get all the information. Okay. But an English guy had found out where Blackbeard was going to be, and he took two ships in and he blocked the exit so Blackbeard couldn't escape. And they brought the sleuth in that he was on, and all him and his men hid down inside the ship. So when Blackbeard went to board the ship, you know, they blew their, they shot at him, but 
Blackbeard never destroyed the ships because if you destroyed the ships, they sink and you don't get the plunder. That's true. <laughs> so they went, they all, they, he found that there was nobody on board. They didn't see anybody. So they dropped the planks and they crossed over onto the sleuth. When they did, all the uh, soldiers come bursting out from underneath wow. and they all started fighting. Mm-hmm. Well, Blackbeard's men was outnumbered two to one easily. And they were all fighting and Blackbeard's seen the commander of mm-hmm. the troops. So he took off after him and they come running together to fight and they the commander pulled his sword out blackbeard jerked his sword out and when blackbeard come down with that big thick cutlass he snapped the guy's sword in half wow so he was fighting with half a sword he's fighting blackbeard they both got cut and stabbed a little bit but then they fell back just a little a little bit away from each other they both went for their pistols oh Okay. <laughs> they both shot at the same time. Oh no. Blackbeard missed. Blackbeard. The guy missed? hit Blackbeard. He missed. Oh. Him. And the guy hit Blackbeard. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently it made Blackbeard mad. <laughs> <laughs> because he went after the guy again and they're trying to mm-hmm. they're fighting back and forth. And by this time, Half of Blackbeard's men's already dead or captured. Aww. So the other soldiers begin to fight with the commander against Blackbeard. Okay. Blackbeard got slashed and stabbed and shot continually. And he still stood up. And finally, he had enough and he hit the ground and he died. Well, they were scared of his dead body on the, on the deck. I could see why. Because, <laughs> you know, he's, he's this big, tough, you know, his... The legend of Blackbeard was actually meaner than what he actually was. I mean, he was rough, but he wasn't that bad. And uh, so just to make sure he was dead, they cut his head off. Oh, geez. Okay. They took his head and they took it, went up on the, uh, on the bow of the ship, on the jack staff, placed his head on the jack staff. When they did, his body jumps up <gasps> and jumps over the side of the ship. No way. And the story is that he swam around the ship three times. And on the third time, the sleuth hit a uh, sandbar and almost sunk. Are you serious? Were you able to verify this? It's just the legend. I mean, it's just the system, you know, the myth that's out there that, and, but the ghost of Blackbeard still haunts. Out that's area. what I was going to ask you. Cause I know both, I've heard of the ghost of Blackbeard yep. and to me, I could see why they were afraid of his his body because it was supernatural. It sounds like what he was doing. Like any regular man would have gone down long before what Blackbeard did. Oh would yeah, because he right? took a lot of punishment, man. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it, now the only thing that made me think of, and I'm I'm not trying to be disrespectful here, but um, I remember years ago as very young, young, young child, like probably three year old. My grandfather um, had chickens and Italian people a lot of times have chickens. I'm not Italian. I'm actually French. And I remember my grandfather, my father had to go over and help him. Some of the boys slaughter these chickens and these chickens were literally running around with no heads on. Yeah, exactly. And I should should be traumatized. Yeah, I should be traumatized as a three-year-old seeing this. And I just, I couldn't believe these chickens running around with no heads on. That's what that made me think of. Like, mm-hmm. 
if there was any truth to that though, if you had enough time to cut somebody's head off and put it on a sleuth, like you said, and then whatever else, there is no way a body would get up without the head, jump over the side of the boat and swim around three times. So to me, no. either that's a story or it, he was it's possessed. It's probably been embellished a little bit. Or he yeah. was possessed because let's get to the ghost now. What's happening with that? Well, they still say that out in the, I won't say the area. You have to read the book. It's a, okay, it's Okokroke. I don't know, Okokroke Island, that they still see and hear Blackbeard. They still see the where he was celebrating the party, where they'd done all the uh, blundering. They hear his scream because he used to, when, when he would approach another ship, like I said, he had the cannon fuses in his beard and all the smoke, and they would all be screaming and hollering. He had this. It's been described as a demonic laugh. Oh. And okay. I think he did it on purpose because he knew the advantage of psychological warfare. The more you scare them, the less they're going to fight. Are you sure? Because I'm almost wondering if this guy didn't make a deal with the devil or something. Because he, he Now, don't get me wrong. He was an evil guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was married several times, but one in particular, when he she tried to make him go straight and be a a, a governor type person. Mm -hmm. well, How long did that last? In, uh, <laughs> not long, because he ended up giving her to his men <laughs> for them to do what they wanted to with. <laughs> so, you know. Oh, you know what I just thought of, and it's awful to say, but bros before HOS. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I have no idea why, but it's true. Because, like, who does that with your wife? Here, boys, have at her. <laughs> well, I'm done with her here. <laughs> uh, so, Raymond says, no, I understand why I made sure to visit that island. But to me, like... And I, okay, we're going to go there. We're going to go get creepy right now. I have seen people on video that I believe they were possessed. It was either that or oh, yeah. it was one of the most horrific attachments I've ever seen. And I knew this person when this entity hadn't overtaken them. And they were the sweetest, kindest person you've ever met. Adored their children, adored their pets, wouldn't hurt a flea. I am telling you, and, and that's why somebody had sent me something, some crazy video about somebody that's demonically possessed, blah, 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 says this, this, and this. I watched the video and I go, that person is not possessed. Because when I looked in this person's eyes, it chilled me to my core, the evil, and never mind um, hurting their kid with a look, like a look. Oh, yeah. And then their pets, like the dog, oh, I'm getting goosebumps, dogs screaming. And they would never, ever have done that, levitated on the camera. And then mm -hmm. afterwards, the freakiest thing. I always say I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Um, but I was sitting there, and I am in a different country than this person. And this had occurred about 3.30 in the morning, trying to find somebody awake. At this, I didn't wasn't aware of quite of what I am now with the gifts that I have and stuff. Right. But um, I was trying to find somebody awake. I finally found someone. So someone did witness this. Okay. So anyways, I finally got off the phone, the, the video chat. Like there was nothing I was going to do. Yeah. And it was about an hour later. 
And in my head, I start saying the Our Father. I kid you not, I get a text message that says, cut that effing S-H-I-T out. I know what you're doing. How would you know that I was praying for you? Then the other thing, about a half hour later, I got another message that said, it's time. And I was angry then. I thought, how dare you? How dare you? So I typed back and said, time for what then? Let's go. Nothing else came after that, but I can tell you. So that's why I said, maybe this Blackbeard, maybe he did make a deal with something evil. He may have. I don't know. Hard to say. You know, possession, I have. Uh, there's possession in the book too. Oh, let's talk the about real it then. Story behind uh, um, uh, Exorcist. I did the real story behind the Exorcist. Oh, I've read a bit about that. Boy. So let's talk about it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I think I, I did the Haunting of Connecticut. I think that one's in there too, where the girl was possessed. Mm-hmm. Is that Annalise? And, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's what I referenced to this person that, and I was trying to explain to them the difference between somebody psychologically having some issues, maybe something a little bit of negative energy around versus like this person could not say the word Jesus, angel, God, it could not say it like at all. So when I was explaining this and I explained about this Annalise, or Annalisa, I think her name was that, and she was a beautiful girl, that poor girl, what she went through. And, and they were very interested. Like when the story I just shared, they said, Oh, I'd like to see video of that. And I said, I don't have video of it. Plus, I need to inform you that this is nothing to fool around with. You know, there is no space and time on the other side, something just watching something like that. And if you were vulnerable, if your energy, thank you, Raymond. Yes, Annalise Michelle, that was her name. Yep. It, when, if you were vulnerable, and I'd explain to them what can make you vulnerable, I'm sure you know from doing research, but for our listeners, um, you're depressed, you're anxious, your energy is sort of in a lower vibrational state, you use drugs and alcohol, no judgment, it just lowers your, your energy field. There's many other things that can contribute to that. And I don't think they believe me. And I said, I am serious about this. Like, this is nothing you want to mess with. The same thing, I've had many people contact me trying to find out the name of the entity I was given in our story that was mentioned on our, our the episode we were on. And yeah. I keep trying, I don't even answer people anymore. Because this is people that think that as a human, goes back to the beginning of the show, the government making you telling everybody that we're the only entities out there, we're the most powerful, right. nothing can hurt us. We are just one tiny little human being, and you're dealing yep. with something older than time. You, you're nothing compared to, and the, they don't listen to you. Like I've had people over the years just to say to me, you just send it my way. I'll just kick it right. My, I'll show it who's boss. Oh, you will, will you? Well, guess what? It's going to go after everything you care about. It's going to go after things you can't control, like your health, your money, anything you can't control. But people don't mm-hmm. get that, right? I agree. I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. People are, uh, they're, for a lack of a better term, they're mm-hmm. ignorant of what they don't know. I mean, I mean, I know it sounds like a stupid statement, but mm-hmm. it really isn't. Because they don't know about ghosts. They don't know about the paranormal. They don't know about the cryptids. But mm-hmm. they think they do. They think they have a real good handle on it because they watch TV. 
Oh, thank you. You just read my mind because while we yeah. started the show, TV is not reality. It's not. No, 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 no. And even these reality shows, most They're of not. them are scripted. No, most of them are that. scripted shows. They really are. Mm-hmm. They, they got to do what they've got to do to get you to view their show. And, you know, I watched a ghost show the other day. I usually don't watch the ghost shows because they're, yeah. they're just, they crack me up. The yeah. guy's going to go, what was that? And he jumps up and he runs over and he, he flashes a little flashlight over and he goes, I think that was a spirit. I'm going, <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just, it cracks me up to watch some of that stuff. Okay. Our episode, I have seen twice. Okay. That's it. And Dell and I watched it for the first time. We did not know what they were going to put on there. I'm not being disrespectful or ungrateful. I'm very grateful for them sharing our story, okay? But we had no say in what they put on the show. We hadn't. We didn't speak to the intuitives. One who is now on our network. I have nothing bad to say about her in any way, shape, or form before I knew her or now because she was on the money with a lot of things. Michelle DeRoche, who is on Wednesday and Thursday nights here, love her to pieces. Um, she commented, and I think the other lady's name was Katie. They were pretty cool, both of them. But again, they don't meet you and we don't meet them. They just get the information and maybe a few little bits and pieces of the story and then to be able to give their knowledge and expertise. Then there, we didn't meet the actors that did the reenactments, okay? So when yeah. I what we watched this, I can tell you that most of the stuff did not happen the way they showed it there's one part in particular we did have somebody locally try and come and clear the house she was asked to be part of the episode she she respectfully declined so we had to say it was a man but in the episode the girl playing me is in the room and it's so cheesy the guy walks in playing the psychic going demon be gone be gone (laughs) And and then you see him and all of a sudden, he gets this look of horror on his face, and he runs out of the room. And the girl playing me is standing there. So I, okay, this is what I'm going to say. What I said to Del when I watched it, we were laughing our butts off. And then I said to him, I guess he said, adios, uh, biatch, I'm out of here. You're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how it was. I mean, that's not what happened. And then the same thing, stop, dog. Then the same thing that happened was um, they, the girl playing me, let's just say she took her role very seriously because I'm not really over the top or overly excitable. And she's sitting there at one point with this cigarette hanging out of her mouth. Dog, stop, please. And she's going, <laughs> like sitting there. And then she stands up and does this ballerina dance that never happened. And the only, <laughs> the only thing that was, like I said, Della and I were laughing through the whole thing. Now, if you see it and you don't know these things, I guess it can be very scary. Because the last part was the only part I can say was very true to what had happened. Dell almost died. And one of us had to stay awake every night wow. while the other three slept, okay? But, uh-huh. and then you see, I think one time I was on YouTube and I don't, I think I was looking up the episode to send to someone and I seen these comments. And this is, there's a reason why I mentioned it, not because I'm trying to share about our episode, but this is to make the point hit at home. Some of these comments, like 
excuse my bad Southern accent, but I could just see someone saying this. It was one person. Well, the reason why you, you people have this problem is because you're living in sin. You didn't get married. You got to get right with Jesus. Like they're putting stuff like this in the comments. And you could tell like people believe everything <laughs> they see. That's just my personal yep. experience. So I know. Oh, he says, oh, wait, you got to read Raymond's comments. He goes, I vibrate at such high frequency that if I didn't drink, I'd probably face through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Raymond, you're That's the way I was when I was in the Navy, so I understand. <laughs> okay. And then he says, what? You didn't do the ballerina dance? Well, crap. No, I did not do the ballerina dance. <laughs> So now, if I will tell you if you're listening, look it up. You can find it on YouTube or Netflix. It's called Paranormal Survivor Season 4, Episode 9, called Demonic Haunting. So when you see this part, if you, you want to have you a good have laugh. You have to do an episode, though, where you ballerina dance anyway. I mean, oh, good you know. God. <laughs> You'll never catch me in a tutu. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Uh, back to the cryptids. Okay, we started to oh, talk about okay. dogmen. So, okay, so what I do when I look at these things is I look at a bunch of different people's perspectives on this, including mm -hmm. even people that do what I do. Um, there's one channel I follow. It's called Channeling Eric, and her son committed suicide, this woman, didn't believe in God. And her son basically started showing up after he died and they couldn't figure out what was going on. Long story short. He didn't want to cross over. Yeah. Well, he has crossed over, but. Oh, he, he did cross uh, over? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's quite an interesting story. And wow. she never took a penny from anybody. She's a doctor and she um, would pay for mediums and Eric would come through and. She would. She did some pretty controversial interviews. A lot of people. She got a lot of flack for it, but she still went through with it. And she asked all kinds of questions. Like she'll say, "What? What's the meaning behind all these children being born with autism? Or what's with the dog man? What's with you know this and that?" And you hear that perspective. So it was an interesting interview on the dog man. Then I will. I will look at all different avenues and then think, mm -hmm. "Hey, what?" what resonates like so what's your thoughts and you think it was a species because there was a human um a species that looked like a dog was there not way back through history during the egyptian years yeah mm -hmm. the egyptians have tons and tons of carvings were half human half dog mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean i i don't know i i can only feel i only feel these things i feel like that it's a species that was probably at one time very prevalent mm -hmm. and then modern man decided to kill it off because it was a danger to them. Okay. But why are they coming back? Anubis. Yes. Thank you. The God, the dog, half dog, half human body in Egypt, Anubis, the God. Mm -hmm. um, but I know, like I said, I, I'll find, something and if it catches my interest i do a lot of research and going back through history we are talking thousands of years ago apparently there were humanoid looking creatures that look but when i say humanoid i mean like standing on two legs right. but very much look like dogs like they didn't speak like you know any type of language it was basically you know barking and yipping and what have you they mm -hmm. disappeared 
But my point is, no, Raymond made this point. He goes, check out Spirit Mechanics. They have an interesting story about, I'm guessing, dogmen. But why are we seeing them all of a sudden again? It's like they've come out of nowhere. I think it's, well, I think they've been around for years. And they've been mentioned in different stories and different cultures for a long time. They really have. Just Mm -hmm. like the lady who did the Beast of Bray Road, the one who just died recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. You know, they've been mentioned in stories. They've been mentioned in everything else. And it's not been as prevalent because Bigfoot's been in front okay. as far as cryptids go. And I think a lot of the other cryptids have been pushed to the side and not really talked about because okay. all the flack that people talked about Bigfoot, all the flack we caught for so many years, you know, mm-hmm. oh, you're crazy. You know, you know what you're talking about. You've seen stuff. That's a bear. You don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the whole thing is. Anytime there's something new you're seeing, they're like, no, we don't want to talk about this because they're going to think we're weird. They're going to think we're stupid or whatever. But people's got to learn to, to say, you know what? I don't care what you think. Here's what I saw. Here's what I dealt with. Okay, but- so why why are these videos that they get caught in pictures? I really want to hear your thought about this. They're okay. always like they've been shot with a potato, like the quality of them, like they... You know what I mean? They're always usually really grainy, really blurry. They're, you don't get really clear-cut footage of these type of things. What do you think that is? A Bigfoot? I've seen some clear-cut footage of Bigfoot. I've seen As, a beautiful shot from up in Canada. You have uh, to send it to me. because on an island. If I can find it again, I will. It was really cool because the guy is sitting over here, and he's, he's uh, recording Bigfoot on the island, but he's using a, a Zoom. Okay. And Bigfoot is just, excuse my language, but he's just pissed. Mm-hmm. You can see him moving. He grabs a tree and you can see him just shaking the tree just violently. And the this tree is like, it's huge. And he's shaking like it's just a toy. And you can see he walk back over to the edge of the, uh, the edge of the forest and he's grunting and making noise. And he goes back into the woods and he comes back out again. But the, he's re, this guy recorded the whole thing. It's beautiful footage. If I can find mm-hmm. it, I'll send it to you. It, it was one. Yeah. But be- I think the reason most people's not getting the footage when they're trying to do it and they're within, I don't know, two or 300 yards of it, they're scared. And digital cameras do not pick up movement well in the woods because there's too many things it's trying to focus on. Okay. Your older cameras actually pick up better when you had film. That's Besides why the, the Patterson, the Patterson yeah. footage from the '60s, that's the clearest, best Bigfoot pit I've ever have seen. You, like, don't get me wrong; I've seen stuff, but it's yeah. not clear. Mm-hmm. But have you seen the Honey Island Swamp Monster video? Mm-mm. It was taken with a Super 8 camera. He was in a tree stand recording it. It's beautiful footage. You, you can see everything. It's just it's really clear. Oh, that I want to see. Yeah, and it was from the, it was actually from, I think the 50s. Okay, yeah, back then. Okay, so Raymond says, I live near, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I live near Mock. Okay, now the reason (laughs) why I'm going to mention this, I was not looking for this series. It happened to come up on YouTube. And I watched it. It's called Dark Holler. 
and it's the story of a family and an area, I believe, please forgive me if I'm wrong, I want to say Kentucky or North Carolina. It's one of those places because you're talking about the Mothman and stuff. But this family, it is crazy what they have experienced, they have seen, and it's this little community with this large, abnormally large bird tons of crows um they caught footage while they were filming this documentary because it, it starts out with one of the daughters was practicing witchcraft and she became possessed and they go to baptize her in the river and you hear evps and stuff then towards the end the last part and they're going to continue into a different series with this it's got a little bit of a religious flavor but they don't cram it down your throat because really it didn't have a place in the story but you're they're there and they're filming stuff and i forget i think they're talking about some of the family history and the strange things they experience all of a sudden water starts leaking everywhere and it's caught like this is not staged like this was actual people going there to film this story of this family they can't figure out where the water came from it is crazy like this really is not reality tv or anything it's called dark Holler, holler. So it's um, D A R K and then H O L L E R. Check it out. It's a six part series. Okay. Because it's in your area. Because the Mothman, they mentioned about the Mothman a bit. Mothman's up in West Virginia, yeah. Mm -hmm. It might be in Virginia. Please forgive me. And it's not that I don't know my my geography because I'm positive that it's either part of their family history goes into Kentucky and um i want to say north carolina because well, um they're going through the generations go ahead sorry you're like me you've got so much information in your head sometimes it's hard to get yes. out the right stuff mm -hmm. so okay so say with the mothman or cryptids that are notorious for a certain geographical area do you believe that there is something or do you believe maybe it's a tulpa like the story started out, you know, eons ago with the years of retelling? There has to be something to it. I always say if something's retold over and over in generations, regardless of how much it changes, there's got to be something. Well, you know, the Mothman, the description of the uh, Blackbird of Chernobyl okay. is exactly the same as the Mothman. Interesting. And the, he was saw it. They saw it in Chernobyl right the day before it melted down. So, so do you think it migrated? I'm, I'm thinking it would be in a herald of uh, chaos. Okay. Oh, I get to. Cause I was thinking what it migrated, but no, I see what you're saying. Okay. I think it's old. I think it's something that it's it's not of this world. Okay. And I think it's, I think I, I, that's what I believe it is because every time they see it for a long period of time, something bad happens there. Okay. So you think it's like a herald of disaster then? Mm -hmm. I really do. Okay. I, that's, that's my feeling on it. Now, I don't, I don't know what other people think, but I've read no, but several I want stories. To hear your thoughts. And, yeah. And, and I'm, you know me, I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> 
No, but you've done the research. We've got some great comments here. Thank you, Raymond. He said that it's in West Virginia. You have to forgive me. I'm not American. It's not that I don't know my geography. It's just like it is true what George said. I've got so much knowledge. I do so much different research of looking at many different places. So thanks for the correction. Welcome, Heather Cooper. Um, I'm going to read your comments in two seconds here because I've always entertained the thought. Now, I, I'm going to look more into this dark herald with the Mothman because that is very interesting. Because you look at the story, it's not a cryptid per se, but Slenderman. That started with a creepy pasta, and yet now we are catching video footage and people saying they're having personal experiences now don't get me wrong we have to admit that there will be people that'll photoshop it and do whatever but i do believe some people have had these experiences so is it a tulpa more people believe in it more people talk about it the energy conjures up the the being i think you're probably right i think that's i lean more towards that because initially i was like because it looked the the pictures I've seen and the video I've seen, they all look so fake. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. not a natural movement, and people in the scene don't acknowledge this creature. Mm -hmm. And if it was that big a creature and it was making that much of a presence, everyone around would acknowledge it. You couldn't help because the feeling it's supposed to put out, you couldn't help but turn your head to look at it. Mm -hmm. So that's what makes me think: if it is alive now. It's because it was spoken to life. Okay, I like what you just said there. What a beautiful way to say it was spoken into life or believed into life. No, but it's true because that's basically yeah. what a talpa is, right? A collective energy of thought, belief, and spoken word, right? And can manifest, and we've seen it before. Now, Heather said, I thought Bigfoot. Now, see, she's heard this story too. We did talk about it a bit earlier, Heather. She said she thought they came through portals. A lot of people believe that. And mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I'm right. I think that's my theory. I want to hear so it, though. I, I can be mm -hmm. proven wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, and I have talked to several people at Bigfoot festivals and some of these events that, yeah, they believe 100% that Bigfoot is a portal traveler. Mm -hmm. That's why he disappears in the woods. But my argument about that is you're in Canada. You've seen yeah. moose in the woods. And you have, I'm sure you have, I was in Maine when I seen it. I seen this huge moose take four steps inside the woods and I couldn't see him anymore. I mm. could hear him, but I could never see him again. So that's what makes me think that Bigfoot is in that same, same as a, like a moose. He knows how to move through without being seen once he realizes he's been seen. Yeah, but he'd be seen in the wintertime up here with all the snow and stuff, unless his fur change color, I guess. Well, I mean, different creatures adapt to the seasons. I mean, look at deer. Deer in the summertime are brown, but in the wintertime, they turn blackish. They not up here. Not know. up here. No, not up there. They're up there. They stay the same color all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a lot colder in Canada than it is here. <laughs> it's mostly winter up here. That's why. <laughs> Well, I didn't want to say that, but you know. it's true. I love Canada. I've been to I've been to Nova Scotia and stuff up there. I like it. I've never been to Nova Scotia. Canada is so huge. I've never been far, far west. Oh, yeah. I've never been far east. Yeah. So 
It's beautiful, but it was actually Dell and I, one of our off-air conversations, but he's right. We have looked at things and I think it's true that the majority of Canadians live within about 100 or 200 miles of the U.S. border. It's true. I believe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing I like about Canada, and I've, I've always liked this part of it, when you're in a city, you're in a city, but as soon as you go outside the city, you're back in the woods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends if you live in, if you live in Manitoba or Saskatchewan, it is yeah. so flat you can see for miles. So okay, I haven't so, been there yet. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, the strangest thing is coming from we live in northwestern Ontario. We are about seven hours west of Winnipeg, Manitoba, which is one of the bigger cities in the province next to us. Mm-hmm. You can be going from Ontario. And there's just a sign saying you're crossing over into Manitoba. And as you do, all of a sudden the land goes like from this to mm, you can see for miles. <laughs> That's crazy. I love yeah. it. I love it, it. It is. It's crazy. So Heather brought up Loch Ness. She goes, she thought, so I'm guessing she's saying the Loch Ness monster as well. So she must mean about the portals. And she said Loch Ness um, can't support. And a, a Loch Ness, I guess she's talking about the the lake, can't support an animal of oh, the size of Nessie. But it can. I've seen quite they a few documentaries. Large fish in there and stuff, yeah. And the thing about Loch Ness, I said it's in my next book. Uh, the thing I found out about Loch Ness is there, they believe that there are tunnels and caverns that go from yes. Loch Ness back into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this yeah. creature can move in and out of the loch with no problem. I've watched the search for, uh, there was mm-hmm. a really good documentary. I think Dell was watching it. Like I said, he usually finds these things and then I either hear it and get interested or I'm listening, but I watched <laughs> it and they went with sonar, like really great sonar, deep water uh, cameras. They couldn't find anything, but what they did find is exactly what you said, quite a few tunnels because there's video out there have you seen the ones that look like little baby raptors running across the road and i have this video now again it could be fake i don't know what's from tiktok it's a clip oh, of a chinese <laughs> it's well just wait of a chinese um a scientist that looks like female wearing a lab coat carrying this dinosaur it looks like a baby i want to say diplococcus i'm probably wrong it's got the longer crest here i've seen pictures of it it looks like a baby and then there's an african-american man that cuts in and goes god i said hard language on here spelling it tonight but um basically biatch is that a dinosaur (laughs) like it looks like he is holding she is holding a dino and this thing moves i've watched it so many times to look at it like is this a puppet like like what is this and they're talking about bringing back the mammoth uh, yeah they've already started research on it and how to bring it back uh have you seen the video that the chinese guy filmed of the the dragon no oh is that the one flying or is this one like up close Yes, it's flying. I it's it's a exist. beautiful video. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was talking about it when I was. I'm the book I'm doing next year is called Monsters of the World. Well, and I'm it. doing 15 about 15 monsters per uh, continent. You're gonna have to come and back I've to talk about people, that one. 
I, we'll talk about it. Anytime you want to, I'll be more than happy to come back and talk yeah. about it. But it's cool. You'll like it because I've got, like I said, I had people sending me encounters. I've got three wow. encounters from England. I've got one encounter from Australia, and I've got a bunch of them from America. I, I was hoping somebody from Canada would send me something, but nobody did. I'll keep my ear. Well, I guess you probably got it worked on already, but I'll keep my ears open if I get somebody's because I get people sending me stories and stuff. So well, I'll I haven't got them North America yet. So if they get them to me in time, I can get them mm -hmm. in the book. You know where you need to put a post is in my group on Facebook because we've got over 2,000 people. No, sorry, not 2,000. About 1,000 people from all over the world, all different aspects of uh, the paranormal in there. So okay, I'll talk to you about it after. Maybe we'll put it in both groups because okay. uh, the other ones like spirituality type stuff. But you know what? It doesn't mean they haven't seen a dragon or something else maybe. And they're from all That's over true. too. And I, I haven't finished the book, so I can put it in even after you know, before I get sent it to editing and everything. I can still put it in. Okay, I so love to put people's stories in. Go ahead. Okay, sorry. Well, we'll make sure we remind them at the end of this. But Tony Montana, welcome, Tony. He says, I honestly believe missing 411 has something to do with portal hopping. And he put Bigfoots. Then he also said, can you link the dragon video in the chat? And we can't. But you know what? Um, I will try and remember if George sends it to me, I'll post it. Um, you're on the YouTube channel. I'll have to try to remember YouTube. Or if you go to UFO Paranormal Radio Network on Facebook, I'll try and put it under the show in here for you. If, if you've I'll got try a link. to find it, but it's going to be a few days because I got so much going on no worries no worries so because like i said this is like people we don't talk about cryptids enough on my show like i love talking about this kind of stuff because my theory is whether it's i know they're not cryptids but like dracula werewolves um you name it like vampires things like that um giants anything to do that has come through history or it's been told over and over again mm -hmm. even though it might be like the, the game of telephone where it's either been embellished or something's been added but it has to be significant for people to have been sitting around the fire to pass it down from generation to generation and it still exists what do you think i agree hundred mm percent -hmm. mm -hmm. so what what's some other interesting stuff that you put in your book we want people to go out and buy it because holy cow look at the conversation we've had tonight what else have you got in your book you want to talk about like cryptids you or haunted houses anything notorious in there or oh there's so many things in this book mm-hmm well, I, know I did the Winchester house. You know about the Winchester oh, house. Oh, I know about the Winchester right? house, yes. Never mind, I love Supernatural. It has nothing to do with it, but the last name <laughs> of Winchester in there. <laughs> but tell people that don't know what the Winchester it's in house there. is. Uh, well, the Winchester house was the house of the man who invented Winchester Arms. And mm -hmm. he died, and his wife were being... Was, was said to be haunted by all the ghosts that his weapons had killed. So to confuse the ghost, which and this story kind of freaks me out, the ghost she built the house to where, where she built like a stairwell that ended in the ceiling. They didn't go anywhere. Or she built 
hallways and doors that opened up and there was nothing there. Or she didn't know ghosts very well. She didn't know ghosts very well. No, and well, the weird thing is, she kept having seances to talk to the ghost, but then she kept adding more and more stuff on to the house. I mean, she had she had a she had hallway straight out of Bugs Bunny. It was a regular size hallway, and it come down to a taper. I think I saw that one. Like, yeah. I think it was six or eight inches in square. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. She did all this crazy stuff trying to freak these things out. And she, when she died, she still heavily believed that the ghost, even though she was talking to him at the seances. <laughs> and it's a crazy. A board. Yeah, it's a crazy looking mm-hmm. house. Like she spent a fortune on it. The way I look at it is, is they didn't know much she, about ghosts. I don't know if you're frozen. Uh-huh. I'll try moving it. Hopefully it's not me, but one of us Ooh, is I don't think. No, because ghosts can go through I know, anything. I keep seeing this thing. Yeah. You keep seeing what? Did I tell you my gut, one of my ghost experiences? No, let's hear it. We got a few more minutes only. You're going to have to come back on, George. <laughs> oh. Well, this, I, I was dating this girl. And she moved in with me at the time. This okay. has been a long time ago. And okay. uh, I was at work and she was at the house. And I had thrown some, I, I think, 10 cents and pennies on the table. Well, she calls me up and she is frantic. She is freaking out. She's going crazy. We had a ghost named Bertha that she didn't know about. <laughs> and Bertha was taking these pennies and she mm-hmm. would slide them off the table and they would land on the edge. Okay. I don't know if you froze up there, my friend. Hopefully not. Uh, guys, I don't know if it's me. Sorry, George, you're freezing up. I'm going to see. I don't know why. Hopefully it's not me, guys. Hopefully not. Let's see. We'll try moving closer here. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. Are you there, George? There, there you are. Is it me? Is it me that's cutting out? Is it me? Uh, I <laughs> Somebody's cutting out because I didn't hear that whole story. But you know what? We're going to get snow. Can you hear me so now? Sometime. I can, and I moved a little bit, so sometimes I'm upstairs, and I'm right over top the rotor. But if the weather's going to be crappy, sometimes it's me. So I didn't hear the whole story, but that's okay. Oh, there's spinning it, again. There you are. Here I am. Can you see me now? Yeah, everything just went crazy on my on the thing here. Because you were talking about Bertha, that's why. I know. <laughs> Bertha was a sweetheart. I don't know why she's doing it to me now. But she would mm-hmm. take us pennies and she'd run them off the table and stand them up and roll them and turn them and put them all. She might all in a complete perfect circle. This girl was freaking out. Yeah. And I get home and I'm laughing at her and she's like, why are you laughing at me? I said, it's just Bertha. <laughs> she don't cause no harm. And they used to say that didn't last long. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe Bertha decided she wasn't the right one for you, so she just thought she'd hurry up the the, the process. 
you're probably right because if my daughter would when she was little would she'd cry i walk mm-hmm. into the room at night and i hear shh and you can see the got somebody tapping a blanket oh wow and she quit crying and she got right back to sleep Aww. Well, see, i did sweet. research on the property where we were at the time and a family mm-hmm. had died of tuberculosis there it was Aww. a mother a father a, a young girl about 17 and her younger brother who was about 10. okay they all died of the property where my house was sitting at the time okay the little boy would he was a he was a cut up he would appear in a window in the corner of your eye but when mm-hmm. you looked he was gone i didn't know and that happens a lot Mm-hmm. The knock on the outside of the house around the outside to mess with you. Yeah. But Bertha stayed in the house and took care of the kids, so I was happy. Aww. <laughs> you know what? I heard actually from it. I wish all ghosts could be this way, but some people over the years have ghosts that clean up, like I'll do the dishes, put the laundry away, well, things like that. Not here. I know. It's like, geez, we had to end up with the creepy things we had. Couldn't it have been someone that did the laundry? <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't hear stories like that very often, but I have heard of them. Or like, isn't that nice? Because, you know, I work a lot of times when I'm working like with teaching or mentoring with people and especially parents that have children with gifts, right. And they yeah. want to be, know how to support the children or even say somebody's got paranormal activity. I always ask them, do you have pets or kids? And if they say one to yes to both or one, I'll say, yeah. what are they doing? Because they can, I think everybody can see spirits at that age or pets can. And oh, then yeah. Yeah, other thing I always ask is, does your child around the preschooler toddler age have an imaginary friend? And a parent says yes, I say find out about the imaginary friend because I don't think they're imaginary friends. What's your thoughts? I agree hundred percent on all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now my daughter shows a little bit of uh, talent towards being able to hear and talk to ghosts. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is surprising. Why? Uh, I, I I did it. I think because I died once. I think that's why I had that connection. Mm-hmm. But she's never come close to that. And I don't know if it's because she was exposed to it when Bertha was there, mm-hmm. or what. But she she has a little bit of predisposal to it. She and she's been right several times. Mm-hmm. Well, they tell you, okay. No, I think we all have these abilities. And tell you a crazy story quickly before we go. So, I'm talking to my two sons' father a couple, it was about a week and a half, two weeks ago. And we were talking about what we were going to get the youngest son for Christmas. He's got severe autism, he still has toys and whatever, right? And I, he wants a finally going to upgrade the system and he's agreed he'll he he would be open to santa bringing a, P, a playstation 4 so i thought i'd found one and I, when i was talking to my ex-husband i said well i'll i'll probably talk to our older son later on tonight i'll give him a call and see what he thinks maybe he'll come with me i hang up the phone my oldest son messages me what do you want to talk to me about mom and i said she just talked to your father like his father didn't even have enough time to call you no why 
I said, you did not just talk to your father. He said, no. I said, well, how'd you know I wanted to talk to you? I just told your dad I was going to call you later on. He goes, because every time I see a dragonfly, I know you want to talk to me. And I go, where the heck are you going to see a dragonfly? It's wintertime. What does he do? He sends me a picture. He's out shopping with his partner at one of the local greenhouses here. They're looking at Christmas ornaments, and he sees an ornament and a dragonfly. How'd that happen? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's I think awesome. we all have he, – he is very intuitive. And, again, like you said, I think it's maybe part of – that'll be our next discussion next time. But I think that when we support children when they're young, that they're open to these things. And I believe that we don't mentally shut them down versus a child being told that there's nothing there. uh, You're too old to believe in this or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. I can believe that. I I agree with you hundred percent. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. So we only have a few, we got like two minutes left, George. So tell people (laughs) where can they buy your book? Where can they get a hold of you? And I got to have you back on. I had so much fun with you tonight. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'll come back on anytime you want me. So. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> I still want to be there with you and Dale to start your conversation. I, I, I just well, got to we'll be in the middle on. of that. Well, we'll have that Dale That would be Because he's not but, open uh, like I am, so it'll be interesting. <laughs> so it'll be interesting. I had a blast with him, so I mean, you know. <laughs> he's smart and he's knowledgeable, but he, he looks at different things than what I do. And he'll be the first to tell you I'm a lot more open-minded than he is. He looks at it more logically. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It works. Yeah. Hey, whatever works, that's what mm-hmm. counts, you know. Mm-hmm. But as far as my book goes, it's called Legends, Myths, Monsters, and Ghosts, the USA edition. And you can find it on Amazon and it's also on Kindle. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, if it does well enough, we'll be able to get it on audio. So I don't know yet. Oh, I'm waiting awesome. to find out about that. Well, I hope so too. Where can they get a hold of you, though? Or have you got anything else coming up or going on? Uh, Right now, I just got. Uh, I'm. I may have something going to happen, but I can't say yet because okay. I'm waiting to see some contracts. Gotcha. On it, so I won't so say. Just- I, I still do my podcast. It's just uh, it's intermittent on my podcast because I'm mm-hmm. so busy. But okay. I'm going to get back to my podcast this weekend. And I'll have it going too. So where do, where do people listen? Where do people listen? Everywhere. I'm okay, on what's eight it different platforms. And what's it called? Odd and Unusual Tales. Ooh, I love it. And now you'll hear everything from historical weird things that happened all the way to UFOs, Bigfoot. I love it. Any kind of cryptid, ghost stories, anything that's unusual. I love it so i you'll have to send me the link and like i said um you can post it in my groups and speaking of groups if you ever okay. want to get a hold of me you can get a hold of me if you want to book a reading i do mentoring and teaching i do energy healing work things like that and get a hold maybe a guest idea or a show idea too get a okay. hold of me please on facebook.com i'm letting everybody know uh forward uh facebook.com forward slash the angel rock and i've mentioned the two groups i usually don't during the show but we have i have a group called facebook um, sorry, on Facebook called Paranormal <laughs> University for all things paranormal. And then the Angel Rocker tribe is more for the esoteric uh, power of the mind, power of positivity, chakras, energy work. 
And I want to remind you guys, thank you for everybody that was here, the conversation you added, the comments. I always like to involve you, and I really appreciate everything everybody put in here. Just to let you know, though, I found out just before we came on the air, George was privy to this. We, United Public Radio Network, or UPRN, is going to start streaming on Roku next week. You're going to be seeing some of the shows. Then eventually, we're going to, uh, very shortly, we're going to be going to Amazon. We are going to be going to Apple TV and what have you. That's huge for the network. And we, you'll be able to watch us on TV, say, if you don't go on YouTube or whatever. So stay tuned for that. So I will see you guys all back here. Oh, before I let you go, stay tuned. We have more paranormal coming up with the Horsefly Chronicles with Philip and Julia Syracuse. They got a great show. So I will see you next week. Same time, same space. Uh, George, thank you for being here. You're a wonderful guest. Thank you for having me. And thank you to everybody here. So I send you all so much love and light. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be. We'll see you same time, same space next week. Thanks so much.